Moncrief on News Talk. Now, in Ireland, only 6% of farmers are under the age of 35, and that's only one symptom of what many see as the steady erosion of life in rural Ireland. In some parts of the country, local services have shriveled away, villages have closed down shops, and in turn, people are leaving. Tonight, a group of people will be leaving a Thai in County Kildare and walking through the night to government buildings to appeal to the government to help reverse this trend. Among them, Elaine Houlihan, the incoming president of Macrona Firma. Elaine, good afternoon. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me on. And congratulations uh, to your ascension uh, to high office uh, and all that kind of. Just from, can we just take your experience as an example where you live, Elaine? What used to be there but isn't there anymore? I suppose I'm from a very small village in County Limerick called Atlaca. It's quite small now. <laughs> I'd say I'd be surprised if many have heard about it. Well, we used to have a shop that's gone. We used to have a post office that's gone. Um, one of our pubs is gone. I suppose, look, it's kind of, we're kind of losing things at a fast speed and we're losing a lot of our population too to immigration, unfortunately, because they just can't see a future in our village, unfortunately. Mm. And like what used to be there that may have kept people living there? I suppose it was kind of more when we had services nearby within the parish. Like, for instance, we'll just say the shop and the post office. At least that was kind of a hub for the community. No matter where you passed the cross, there was always a crowd outside the shop. Mm-hmm. You know, there was that social aspect. That's gone. It's it's just our our closest towns to businesses are closing down. They don't have the footfall because of people immigrating, people moving into urban areas. Look, it's just so hard to see a future in rural Ireland currently with the way things are going. Mm. And would many of your peers, for instance, perhaps have wanted to stay at home or at least in the area, but just didn't feel they had an option? Yeah, a lot of my friends would have loved to have stayed in the area, but I suppose during COVID, a lot of them tried to actually move back out um, to rural areas where they were from to work from home. But unfortunately, the infrastructure wasn't there. The internet wasn't there to let them work from home. So they've gone back into urban settings. But any chance they get, they are hoping to move back out to rural areas. But look, at the moment, the unaffordable housing and the planning guidelines are a bit of an issue too for people to kind of embed roots in these communities. Yeah. Now, because that's interesting because there was a kind of a narrative at the start of the pandemic that people were moving out out to rural Ireland, whether whether it was to areas they were originally from or not, uh, and that they were finding, oh gosh, I can, I can work from home. But that doesn't seem to be... Uh, uh, no. your perception of this? No, not at all. Maybe in the bigger rural towns, but in the smaller villages, certainly not. The infrastructure isn't there. Internet was probably the biggest challenge over um, COVID when people were trying to work from home. And I suppose the government did uh, did say that they would put in these social um, hubs for working. We've yet to see one around our area anyway. Right. Um, so there is, there is things there that, look, they have said that there are Items like the social working from home hubs that they were going setting up, but unfortunately, look, it didn't come to fruition. Yeah, and 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 the housing crisis in rural Ireland, there is a housing crisis, but it seems to be expressing itself in a slightly different way. Yeah, there is a housing crisis. Look, all over the country, there is housing crisis, but here in rural Ireland, it's it's very rare to see a livable, um, vacant house empty. To tell you the truth, mm. every if I go out my village, every house is full at the moment. But it's now it's the planning. People want to build. People want to stay within their rural community because we don't have enough houses for these people. But just with the guidelines that are out there, Sean, it's impossible to build. Yeah, and I, I um, 
That statistic I mentioned in in the introduction about only 6% of uh, farmers are under the age of 35. Why is that uh, from your point of view? Look, it's a hard one. Again, I'm going to say it. They don't see a future in rural Ireland. Like, I'm going to throw us out here on the radio. Would you, if you were under 35 and you were planning for the future and you wanted a rare family, would you want a rare family in a in a small rural village that has no shop, has no school, has no hall, has no GA club? Because I certainly wouldn't want to do that. And that is the future that's out there. It's There's just no support there for rural Ireland. And as much as the government say they're doing something for rural Ireland, they certainly aren't because the rural people aren't seeing it. Yeah, because I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I think there is a scheme, but I don't know how much the take up is. But they're they're kind of trying to pair elderly farmers with young farmers who don't have access to land to kind of yes do a kind of a that, transition thing. That's actually a service that's provided through uh, Macra. We oh, actually right. do that. It's called <laughs> Land Mobility. Yeah. Um. So we actually provide that service, and to tell you the truth, um, the service is actually inundated. I think they have over a thousand people have already contacted them this year, but unfortunately, again. The government have committed money to it, but not enough to fulfil this service. Yeah. Now, because the, the fact that you're marching this way and and marches about uh, uh, the, the plight of rural Ireland are relatively rare. Because you, you'd think the independent TV TDs are a very powerful group within within Dáil Éireann. They effectively hold the balance of power. Why isn't the, why isn't the aren't these issues getting more play politically? I asked this. I asked myself this the whole time, Sean. It's just—it's nearly like a blind eye is thrown to. We have submitted submissions to ministers, everything in regards to all these issues before, and we have got no success so far. Engagement has been very little, so that's why we're heading—we're hitting the road. And I suppose the big thing to do with it, this march is—it's seventy-nine kilometers for our seventy-nine years of existence of our organisation, and along the way, we'll be—we'll be sharing seventy-nine stories. And in them 79 stories, we'll be actually sharing um, people's stories that have left Ireland, that are currently over in Australia, New Zealand, England, Canada, to see why they left rural Ireland and what would make them come back. So I hope that hits hits um, hits a nerve with some people to actually see that we do want to stay within rural Ireland. We want to have a future in rural Ireland. Uh, and so do you, do you have a shopping list, if you like? Yeah, we have. We're we're carrying the message from a toy to Dublin, as you said, Sean. And I suppose we have eight points on it. Our first point is accessing affordable housing and the housing um, planning guidelines. Our second point is now is um, that, just to jump in there. That, that, are you saying the housing planning guidelines are too onerous? Look, they're not. They're inconsistent from county to county. They're completely different and. To tell you the truth, they're different from planner to planner too. Um, both myself and my brother applied for planning permission. You could say our houses were identical. His house got passed very easily. Mine didn't. Um, but we had two different planners looking over the planning. So it does need to be more streamlined. Okay, right. Okay, um, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you there. Just for no, you're clarity. absolutely grand. Yeah. No, you're absolutely grand. I suppose, look, the disjoint and spare healthcare services for rural um, communities. We're 6.5 um, times further away from a GP than anybody in an urban setting. We're not asking for one to be on our doorstep. We're just asking for one to be a bit closer. Um, we're looking at then the government's definition of a family farm as average and typical. No recon- recognition or engagement by the government on a farm succession scheme. The lack of planning of the future of rural communities informed by rural people. The quotas are currently being placed on young farmers availing of grant aid. The lack of public transport 
and the proposals of re-wetting large areas of rural Ireland. And I suppose the one thing to do about public transport, because one person said to me, it'd be impossible to get a bus outside your door. Again, we're not looking for a bus outside our door. We're looking for a bus at a reasonable distance from us. Mm. Uh, uh, well, what's a reasonable distance? Come here, if it was out in the village, that would be about two kilometres, three kilometres away from me. It's something that's still achievable for somebody to walk to that doesn't have access to a car in their household. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's only something to be able to connect communities. Mm. And w- w- when you say, obviously, communities in rural Ireland would, would like more consultation on their future, apart from what you've just said there, what kind of things would the communities be saying? The communities are really, they're just trying to like from, I was actually out in my own village last night and I was just walking around putting up signs to tell you the truth about this march. And I was just talking to some of the older people in the community and their big thing was they want to see the youth stay in rural Ireland. They want our village to survive. They want it to be as vibrant as what it was. And hearing that, it kind of hits, it kind of hits hard because that's what I want for my future. But it's very hard to see it currently. Yeah. Is rural Ireland, I know this is an awful generalisation, but is you know, when you go around rural Ireland, does it strike you as an older place, that the age profile of people is quite distinct? Not really, to tell you the truth. There is certain villages out there that, yes, it would be an older demographic, but that's down to the immigration. Because, again, as I said at the start, if you can't see a future, you're not going to stick around. Yeah. And that's the harsh reality of us. And that's something our officials and our government need to realise. When that's, you get when you get to government buildings, uh, are you hoping to meet any any politicians? Perhaps the minister. Yes, they've all been contacted over the past couple of days to come out and meet us at one o'clock tomorrow. Um, one o'clock tomorrow. So I truly hope to see them all out, and I truly hope to see them all actively engaging with us, because at the end of the day, we are fighting for our future and the future of rural Ireland. So hopefully, they'll. Um, see how important it is to us and back us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me read you one uh, uh, ca- um, contact we got from one of our listeners saying, we've moved our family to my husband's home place out west. And while the broadband is frustrating and I miss having a choice of cafes, the quiet light suits us. I don't mind that I have to plan ahead for the weekly shop. I don't mind that I have to drive 15 minutes for the odd uh, time I have to post something. It's worth it. When I see my kids playing out the back garden with lots of space, we have a lovely home that would be half the size in Dublin for the same mortgage. Our local parish is very connected and supportive of each other and the GAA club have been wonderful at helping me integrate uh, as a blow-in. I imagine, actually, that's a a good point that person makes, Elaine, that that whilst the the post office might be gone, the GAA club is still there. They're kind of hanging, holding a lot of rural Ireland together still. They really are. And they really are the heartbeats of rural Ireland. I think people people forget how open rural communities are to people that do move out. Yeah. We are so open to people moving out. And I suppose everybody has this perception that we all know one another. Yeah, we do all know one another and we will know if somebody moves in. But we're only there to welcome you. We're, we're not against you in any way. We're only delighted for people to come out to our communities. Elena, I hope the feet are in good condition. That's a, that's a long walk ahead. Yeah, thanks for speaking with us today. That's Elaine Hoolan there, the incoming president of Mokrana Firma. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.